Are you telling me that theme does nothing for you? It's a dope ass theme. I mean, why but when I asked you that? the, I said the Top Gun theme. You're like, how does it go? You're like, no, because uh, you were humming it, and I didn't know dun, what you were humming. Dun, 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 dun. So, anyways, I saw Top Gun Maverick last week. Uh-huh. I had to watch the first one again. And so, funny thing, the first movie, the first Top Gun, is like the very first VHS tape I had as a kid. So that first movie means like so much to me because when I was a little kid, my mom would just play it on play it on the TV on loop for me, and then she'd go to work basically, and I just watched that movie over and over and over. So I love that first one so much. So when I f- first heard that Maverick was coming out, this was like four years ago now I think mm-hmm. when it was like announced, like they were like filming it and stuff. I was like super excited. Then it got delayed. And it was supposed to come out in like 2019. It got delayed because of uh, they were doing reshoots or something like some kind of like. Some kind of uh, reshoots for something. And then COVID happened and like Tom Cruise was like, no, I'm not going to put that in the movie. Not until like people can see it in the big screen again and stuff. And so came out last week. Our our cousin Joe worked on the premiere and stuff. He did that. Remember he talked about it? Like he did like the... Yeah, he sent me some of the fo- uh, photos of it. Yeah. It's on a, a ship with the red carpet. Yeah. It's got a little stage set up there. On a cruiser, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So that was cool. So I saw the movie last week and it is phenomenal okay so good so what'd you like about it like exactly what was like the main thing the story the cinematics the cinematics this uh i guess what you call it the what's the word looking for uh the camera work no the cinematography there you go is insane like like not there's very there's like almost no cgi there is some cgi because like for like certain like missiles and stuff like that would have to be cgi you can't have practical missiles on set <laughs> so i'm assuming some of the shots were like how did they get this fucking thing on screen yes okay. but like all of the stuff that's like when they're in the cockpit when they're yeah. flying around like that's all practical effects like they had like the entire crew like was involved like all the cast members like they had to like get used to g-forces and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah i think he trains for like four three or four months yeah 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 there's like every time every time you see him flying in any of the sequences that's actually him like flying in those sequences like he had to get permission from the military to like fly low and like they had to like okay yeah but you got to like train and train and train till like we can trust you to the point where like like okay he knows what to, like it's like muscle memory and so he trained and trained and I, I think well tom cruise is pretty crazy like everything he does like i think of like mission impossible yeah dude as well like when he does like when he's climbing that tower in abu dhabi like outside the glass tower and stuff like all his stuff is like legit like yeah, he's like the, the other work on the bikes jumping the building like he doesn't have stunt doubles like he does everything himself which uh-huh. is like insane especially at his age to be still doing like stuff and like when most most like celebrities or actors would be like ah, eh, just put in the stunt double you know what i mean so but top gun the maverick uh, just from a story pa- story uh standpoint and also just from a cinematography cinematography standpoint it is insane there's like so many by the end of the movie i didn't realize like how tense i was because, like, when the credits roll, my body relaxed. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't even realize I had this tension stored in me, like, for that last, like, third of the movie. Was it was it intense because of the action or because of the patriotism? Neither. It, well, because of the action, I guess. But also because of the sense of, like, like when you're in a fight. Like, I don't know. I've never been a fighter pilot. But, like, the last third, like, the actual climax of the film requires, like, a lot of, like, action and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you really do feel like anybody could just die. At any so you minute. feel the stakes. Yes, the stakes feel so like high. All right. And at the end, it's like like any of these people could literally die at any moment. I'm not going to spoilers about like how that turns out and stuff, but like you just feel the tension. where, like like I don't know what's gonna happen, and that's like equally thrilling and like scary at the same time. 
mm-hmm. because it's like if you've seen the first one like death is pretty like common it does happen so when you watch the second one you're like oh man like, i don't know what's gonna happen because there's like a couple of close calls and like other stuff that happens i'm not gonna go into the details because i don't spoil it but it's it's just such a well done film like it builds off like the first movie in a way that actually feels like not pandering but it's kind of like homages like ah like they're doing that thing again or like oh this is the version of that thing they did in the first one and like from other people who i know have seen it like they've said like um because you're more familiar with like blade runner but people say like like, this is like what the first movie like what blade runner 2049 is to like the og blade runner where it surpasses the original one in every way because of like technology we've come so far yeah it's kind of like that situation. So, and then also because you know they both feature like the same characters with like new cast, but it's like we were able to bring back like the OGs and stuff like that. Harrison so, Ford. Yeah, yeah. It was Tom Cruise and uh, Val Kilmer and stuff. So it's like it's really dope. It's probably one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. So go watch it. I mean, we need to watch it either on IMAX or like the biggest screen possible because I saw it on the regular regular Cinemark screen. And when it was over, I was like, man, I should have watched this on the bigger screen with a bit louder surround system. Well, I told you, uh, we should watch it towards the end of the life cycle when it's in theaters. Mm-hmm. So the last ones are the things are the ones we should go watch. Yeah, we'll have to do that. We'll have to do that, Johnny. But this is not a aviation podcast or a movie podcast, although sometimes it is a movie podcast. This is the Duo Sense podcast, Johnny, where... <laughs> Every now and then, I'm not going to say weekly anymore. I'm just going to say every now and then. It's mostly weekly. It's mostly weekly. I mean, more, more, like if you listen to all 50 plus episodes, more than half the time it's weekly, but life happens where we discuss video game news and what we've been playing. And we just discuss video game topics in general. As always, my name is Andrew Roscoe. I am, I forgot, ah, I'm so off my game. I forgot to do like the proper intro or. I'm your I'm your host Andrew Roscoe, joined by the Badger of the High Desert, the unnecessary one. He's always down for the cause, never down for the count. I'm not missing one. I think that's it. That'll work. Oh, the self-proclaimed lost cause. There you go, Johnny. What's up? Thank you, Johnny. All right. So, what are we opening with? Do you want to open with the supposed leak? Hold on, my mouse got stuck. Uh, we have four stories we're going to talk about real quick. Uh, the leak, the leak, the leak. Oh, I didn't open that one. So yeah, let's just talk about the leak. I don't have an article for that. I have it open. We'll just freestyle it. All right, so there was a leak, I think it was yesterday. Supposedly. No, I think like two days ago, wasn't it? At this point? That's a world event when it happened. But, uh, it's got a couple games for the state of play for PlayStation. Right, so like there's like a, there's a screenshot of a supposed like schedule of the state of play for June 2nd. And it's like, oh, these are the games we're showing, but it's like, it looks like it looks like someone just did it in Excel and it could have been like easily like fabricated. Yeah, so we'll run through them pretty quickly. Uh, I'll give you the titles and you tell me why or why not. It's a real leak. Uh, so the first one is Project Destructive. I have no idea what that is, so I can't tell you. I think this might actually be uh, Project Magnum, which is a game I've been looking forward you to. You did show me that. Wasn't that a PC game? No, I'm pretty sure it's a PlayStation. This is the weird, like, with the jumping and the sci-fi Yeah, they got grapples. It looks a little bit medieval, but it's in... They got modern tech. I do remember you showing me this, yeah. So that looks like an exciting game. If it's that. Yes. Uh, The next one is Stray. A game I absolutely fucking love. That's the cat game, right? Yeah, it kind of makes sense that they're going to have this here. But I think they're saying it's a final trailer, which doesn't really make sense to me. 
Okay, that means like this is gonna be the last time they show us before they actually release it. Yeah, uh, Street Fighter Six. That does make sense. That seems likely. Yeah, likely actually. Project Eve. Which one's that one? Uh, it's a female character. I think it takes place in Japan. She's got long hair. Was this the one we saw where she like Super- breaks out of like a space station where she's fighting? She's like fighting a weird alien thing, and then she like has like a sword and a gun. She does have a sword. And she, like, breaks out of the space station and the creature chases her with tentacles out into space? Uh, I don't know if they go into space, but I think you got the idea. Okay. Right. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like Bayonetta, kind of. Yeah, that looks like a great game. Okay. Uh, for Spoken. Mm, I mean, that's cool, but at this point, I'm just kind of like... It's coming out pretty soon, though. It's later this year, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's later this year. I kind of lost my luster for that. I kind of yeah. A lot of us were saying it's not quite polished. It's not. Quite, I kind of fell there. off of the bandwagon for that one. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just kind of like, sure, I'll play when it comes out. But like, I don't. The hype train has gone on for too long. This is the one that makes the least sense to me, which is Little Devil Inside. I'm surprised that game still hasn't come out yet. Right? It I feels felt like it's that it feels like an so old long. game at this point. Yeah. So I was excited for this game, and then I saw gameplay trailer and they just showed me the like the most mundane shit ever and then i lost interest this is when like the I guy's guess, on the toilet right or something it's the little dude yeah yeah with yeah. the big ass sword yeah uh so the gameplay looks fun but in between that it looks so it looks pretty fucking boring and they're gonna show me more of this and they're telling me it's gameplay they should just release a game says like still i mean i imagine there's a reason why they can't release it but i feel like trying to keep it in the public consciousness longer is not gonna I feel like that's going to do have the opposite effect. Rather yeah, I think than, so. At this point, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we have Tachia. Chia, I think it's called. It's just called Chia. Chia. Yeah, the T is silent or part of the C. Weren't you yeah. excited for this one? Yeah, this was the one with the girl. She jumps off the cliff with the little like glider thing, right? With the leaf glider. She has a partner, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sh- this is another situation where like this is a game I thought already came out. Mm-hmm. And it has it <laughs> for some reason. I think I remember this one. Yeah. Um, actually, we asked... I requested a, a review code for this, but that makes sense that it's not out yet because I haven't heard back from them. So that makes sense. And I think about it. And this is the most obvious one. PlayStation VR 2 overview. I think that's likely. I think that's well, likely. Well, PlayStation said that that's like their main focus yeah. for the event. Oh, okay. I forgot. I know that. Yeah. I didn't pay attention then. Yeah. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare uh, 2. They're saying it might be an exclusive announcement trailer. I don't think that'd be an exclusive, but that'd be pretty cool if they showed that. Then we have Resident Evil Village Last Hope. It actually says Last Hopes? That's the DLC, right, supposedly? Yeah, but why Hopes? Do you think that's just a typo? No, I don't think it's a typo. I think that's probably. There's probably we're probably going to find out a reason for that. It might be like a multi character kind of thing. Uh. That seems likely, I think. Resident Evil Village, Last Hopes. I feel like that got announced last year at E3. I feel like we have had enough time for that to marinate. Yeah, I think they've made a substantial progress on that. We have Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. So that was the game they showed... I don't think it was at... Was it E3 last year or the last like PS showcase they did? I feel like this is more recent. Are there two games? Because this is VR. Oh... No, I thought it was just the one game. No, this is a uh, VR two. Unless they migrated it to VR. Huh. Okay. I only knew about the one game they were, they showed us like last time, but I don't remember if that was a VR game. And this one is Daemonium VR two. Never heard of that. Yeah. And the final one is Resident Evil Four Village, the remake. Oh. Uh, I don't know if they would show two Resident Evil things at the same showcase, though. 
You think that's possible? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, it seems like you would want to focus on one or the other, not both. I'm most out of this state of play. I'm most excited for the Resident Evil content, and I think the timing is about right. Uh, this might it says it's a teaser, so we might get the teaser. It does make sense because we pretty much got like one Resident Evil game every single year since like what Resident Evil Seven, which was like 2018. Mm-hmm. I want to say. Right? Yeah, since then we've had the remake for two, three. We've had uh, eight. eight village, obviously, and, and uh, that's it. Nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty. Yeah, I feel like this tracks for like what Capcom has been doing. Especially remember we got that leak like almost two years ago about the Capcom oh, leak. Uh, the Nvidia leak, I think it was. No, 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 no. Separate Capcom leak where they showed like here's the plans for like Street Fighter Six, Street Fighter Six, like the arcade edition, Street Fighter Six. Like they already had like the next three years mapped out. Like Resident Evil Four, like oh, we already knew that was like gonna happen, and, and like Resident Evil, like some other Resident Evil game with a different subtitle. It wasn't numbered. It was a Resident Evil with a subtitle. Uh, since we're talking about that, separate also, separate from the Nvidia leak, they also had a this multiplayer game. Capcom is making this multiplayer game, and they all it's kind of like Smash Brothers, but they like Mario Party. Okay. Uh, you don't remember what it's called? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't remember. Whatever. Like Mario Party. It was sort of like Mario Party. But with but Capcom a little, characters? A little more, yes. Ah, uh, fuck. I forgot the name. I have no idea. Whatever. I this, I think this leak is pretty damn fake. Yeah. I think it's mostly just the pic of it. The picture, like the, the screenshot, it just doesn't look like... Like, it felt like... You know when you try to make something like, seem so legit, it's almost like you went overboard? I kind of get that feeling. At the no, same time, it it's... looks like... At the same time, it looks like just an Excel spreadsheet. I feel like it's pretty safe. Like, everything you see there is pretty safe. Oh, those are just kind of, like, very safe bets, you're saying? Yes. I guess. Yeah. But I, there's, like, enough stuff sprinkled in there where, like, we, like Demonium and, like, the first thing you mentioned, the project, was it uh, destructive or whatever? It's, like, like, I have no idea what those could be. So maybe, like, they're trying to make it seem, like, legit. Well, sort of the only reason I think it's legit is because of Project Destructive. Because, like I said, that might be Project Magnum. Mm-hmm. And they said Project Magnum was just a working title. Right. So, that's... Yeah. That's it. I don't know. Anyways. I just don't think... I just don't think the formatting on the... It just doesn't seem... Uh, yeah, they seem like safe bets. But also, I think that's also kind of like a red flag. There's no, like, surprise, surprise stuff. Well, people were expecting God of War. Ragnarok. Right. Not getting that. Although, I don't... Uh... I, mean, I think PlayStation said that's not going to show up. Final Fantasy 16 not being on there kind of also seems... Oh, that's right. Seems kind of suspicious because... Because like, have a two... Because that game's almost done. That game's practically done. Yeah, the relationship is pretty tight. And they said, like, oh, yeah, like we have, like, the final trailer ready and, like, we'll show it during the summer. And it's like, well, like, you could have just done it. Here. If it really is ready, like, you would just include it here, I think, at this point. So that also has me a little, like, suspicious. But, um... I guess we'll find out next week. We'll find out next week what it's like, right? It's going to be... Uh... Oh, no, not next week. This is on Tuesday, right? Wednesday. Today's Monday. Right? How many, how many, wait, how many days is there in May? April. 30 days has September, April, June, and November. All the rest has 31. So that's Thursday. So that'd be Thursday, right? Yeah, Thursday. Wait, where am I looking? I just see the word bottom. payday over and over. Yeah, the bottom. I, I just see payday on Thursdays. <laughs> I already forgot the question. Uh, When's the state of play? The state of play... Oh, shit. June 2nd, right? So that's Thursday, I think. Yes, yeah, Thursday yeah. on the 28th. No, you mean the 2nd of June? The 2nd, yes. Okay. 
All right. So I guess we'll just see what happens then. then. All right. Let's get into the first article. First one we have one that Johnny's not too thrilled about. This one comes from Games Radar, written by Ali Jones. It says Horizon Zero Dawn TV show heading to Netflix while God of War goes to Amazon. Why they're in them apart, I don't know. TV series dedicated to Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, and Gran Turismo. How would you even do? We'll, we'll get to that later. That works. Are in development. Speaking at a Sony business briefing early this morning, company president Jim Ryan revealed the three projects during a Q&A session via Press Start Australia. A recording of the event is not currently available, but Ryan explained that the Horizon series would go to Netflix, while Gavor will stream via Amazon. There's no word just yet as to where they, where the Gran Turismo series are. Little extra information is available regarding the products, but during the presentation, Sony did reference its attempts to expand several of its franchises beyond gaming, pointing to the recent Uncharted movie and HBO's upcoming The Last of Us TV show. It's clear that adaptations are an important part of the company's strategy at the moment. As well as The Last of Us show, these announcements come in addition to the Twisted Metal TV show. Headed to NBC's Peacock service. Oh, I was going to watch that then. The project will star Anthony Mackie, best known as Sam Wilson, slash The Falcon, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, also from Carbon Black. And uh, wasn't he in um, eight, 8 Mile? I think he's in 8 Mile, too. There's no word on when we can expect these projects to air, but it could take several years. The Last of Us TV show was announced in 2020 and is currently expected in 2023. Assuming we take Ryan's comments on the first confirmation versus of these projects, we may be waiting until 2025 or 2026 before these shows make it to our screens. Johnny, how, okay, before we even talk about your disappointment about Horizon, how how would you make a show about Gran Turismo? And you can't do it like Fast and Furious because Gran Turismo is like an actual like racing circuit, like an actual like almost kind of like an Indy 500 or like a monaco whatever it's like a, a formula it's almost formula one but it's not formula one because you have like regular cars too i don't know what angle they're gonna take on the story but yeah there've there've been films that are like not necessarily like slow. ford versus ferrari or something yes yeah, so like ford versus ferrari uh a while ago i don't know if it holds up anymore but there was i think uh sylvester stallone made a formula one film that was that was great he had uh some type of impediment forget what that was i think it was sound or vision whatever uh hmm. yeah i i would want to see that i don't know what what they're going to do with the story but i would want to see a grand turismo yeah i don't know how yeah i'm thinking i'm thinking story-wise like how would you what like what from grand turismo suggests that you can make like a film or a tv show about it because you play lots of grand turismo games so i well I, there's never I, a story right what would i know there really isn't what would i want to see just fast cars Cars going fast, going in circles. <laughs> well, like what level would they focus on? It would have to be like a drama, like following like a racer and maybe yeah, like other it'd be racers. Yeah, like one racer and how he gets to the top, right? Because he's gonna start so. with like some Honda Civic and then he gets to drive a a crazy exotic Mazda. Or... Yeah, I would want to see that. It's a it's a level up type of film. Show. Oh, it's a show. Yeah, it's a show. Okay. So yeah, if I think I think I think a movie would probably be easier to do. I think than a show for that, because then you can just focus about like the cars. And the I just racing. want to see these damn cars, like concept cars, yes. and yeah, yeah. I, this is one situation where I think the game, the show, will look better than the game because you can actually just film real life cars rather than like trying to get like the particle effects and everything right in a video game. Like it'd probably be easier to just film real cars than try to do CGI stuff. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, but then you gotta source all those fucking cars and do crazy ass scenes with those cars. Expensive well, it's not. It's not cars. like it's burnout, like where you're just crashing and smashing into stuff all the time. But I want to see that. Oh, all right. It, I just, I just, I just, because it's Gran Turismo, I picture a lot of people spinning out because they can't steer properly. <laughs> like in the game, they're just like, just like spinning out because like, oh, I'm not used to the terrain. It's wet or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Are we going to see the arrows like on the, on the floor, like guiding oh, the them? Yeah. Like, oh, 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 it's getting red. You're going too far. You should have turned by now. <laughs> like, Are they going to be racing like their ghosts from like previous races? Like, <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you have a trainer. Like this is like where you yeah. were last time. Like this is where you are now. Like you need to catch up to your former self or yeah, something. Yeah, your trainer would be like, "You piece of shit, you can't even beat your own ghost." <laughs> you can't beat your own best time. Yeah. Uh Johnny, okay, you said for Horizon Zero Dawn before we started, you said you w- don't want this to be live action, right? Okay, well first, uh God of War Ragnarok, I think that works if it's live action. We don't even know if it is Ragnarok the adaptation. It's just a God of War, just like could be like PS2 God of War, it could be Atreus, or whatever his name is. Actually, now that I think about it... Uh, okay, God of War, you know it takes place uh, in Greek mythology. No, right. And then we Do got, we? It might be the Norse one. Well, that's what I'm thinking. We have the North mythology on, on PS4, but what if they did Kratos in Egypt? I'd be willing to check that out. Kratos in Egypt? Wasn't that like one of the PSP games? Uh, was it? He goes to, like, Macedonia, which I think is near... Oh, no, that's near Greek. Never mind, never mind. It's I don't Greece. think they were jumping realms at that point. Not until 2018 got... No, away. but Egypt was very much part of, like, the Greek world back then. Like, they didn't share the same gods, but, like, Egypt was, like... The height of Egypt was, like, during, like, the Greek and Roman times and stuff like that. No, but they're in realms. So, they were only doing Greek mythology. You mean he can't just, like, cross the Mediterranean Sea from... Greece? It, still, it still would have been the same mythology mm. if we're going by the canon of the old God of War. Oh, okay. Yeah, if there was a game, well, fuck, I never played it. So God of War, would you want that to also not be live action? No, God of War makes sense because it's very centered on Kratos. And if they're doing a Kratos, it'd be centered on their relationship between father and son. I hope it's not because we're already, we're already getting that with Last of Us where we have the... Uh, it's it's like what we have with Grogu and the Mandalorian, like that the the younger younger companion and the older companion. I don't want to see more of that. I really don't. I'm kind of like Grogu, Grogu with Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we see and then Ellie with Joel, and like I don't we don't we don't need the whole like aging father son uh, dynamic. Dynamics are a little bit different. Are they, Johnny? Yeah, because like you have Joel and Ellie, and they're just trying to survive an apocalypse. Well, they're trying to get from have... no, they're trying to get from one place to the other place to save humanity. Yes, surviving an apocalypse. Is that any different from Kratos and Atreus game trying to get from one place to the other well, place Kratos to spread is ashes? A fucking god, yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, you're, you're. It's a god, and he's fighting giant fucking monsters. He's fighting other gods. Mm-hmm. The dynamics, they only have that that partnership thing in common mm-hmm. but story-wise totally fucking different and it, grogu that's i mean grogu and the mandalorian that's like a sci-fi thing and it's a right man, and it's it's not a dad thing it's a mentorship and it's like true grogu. okay but it's kind of like it's the same even if they're not like father and son like the i get you i'm just kind of the like of argument it's like the the game trope like escort missions kind of thing basically 
or you have to watch out for the younger one. So you have to like everything revolves around the younger one. Like you try and protect them, kind of thing, until you get to like the destination, basically. Well, I like that storyline, but maybe it'd be a, a little bit too close to each other, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with with the Last of Us, God of War, and the Mandalorian all happening all at once. Yeah, that may be an overload about this. It's a trope, right? Yeah, it's a trope. All right. Uh, so for God of War being live action, I think that makes sense because they're so uh, going to be so centered on those two characters or on just Kratos. Mm-hmm. Whereas Horizon Zero Dawn has so many fucking characters that aren't like monsters, right? Yeah, but how many of them are actually important? Like aside from like uh, what's the guy's name? The one, the orange mohawk, the one that follows you around, the or the Orsinium guy, the Orsor. Uh, I don't like him. I, I forget. His you know name. what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, Oli. Is that his name? I think it's something like that. No, you're talking about the black guy, right? No, that's a different guy. Because of the V. Val. Val. Yeah. Val. Yeah. So, so it's okay. It's Val. It's Aloy. It's the Orsinium guy, the redhead guy, and like what? That's those are like the main reoccurring characters. That's if right? it focuses on them. So okay, so God of War, because it's so centered on on Kratos, everybody else is like a fucking monster, right? They're gods, and they're fucking warlocks and trolls and all this shit. You could just throw Kratos into the scene, and he fucks them all up. And there doesn't need to be all that much story de- uh, development. Unless they're talking about a god, right? Mm-hmm. And then with Horizon, I feel like if they make it live action, they're going to focus way too much on the side characters. And characters that I don't give a shit about. Like Val is okay and then whatever the other guy's name Oli whatever I don't give it a shit about these characters so to make it live action I think it's gonna be just a little too convoluted how so how, how what kind of story would you want for that would you want an original story or a, a straight adaptation of like the first or second game the first one if they make an adaptation it's gonna be the fucking first one like you so can't her make, so her dealing with like Silas and stuff yes much. you can't make you can't come out with horizon and not explain why there's fucking robot dinosaurs so it has to be an origin story and then silence like he's actually like he looks like silence in real life so if he plays him oh the actual actor yeah he's awesome Mm -hmm. so if they put him into the into the series it'll work out for me he has a nice voice i like his voice i like his character yeah yeah it's just i'm just trying to imagine like why would you not want that live action though why do you want that cgi is it because of the dinosaur because of the robots is that why no because i think they're just going to focus too much on the side characters how's that matter if it's cgi or real life or like live action i think it's relevant how okay i think oh yeah explain okay, one thing one thing i will give it is like horizon forbidden west the characters aren't as interesting so if they made it live action, they could focus on them and then give them more development, and it could it could work out to their favor. I think the but characters are not characters that I really like. I thought the characters in, For- in Forbidden West were pretty interesting, like like the dude with the arm, the missing that accompanies you. The, yeah, but I, the I chief of that group where he has a good deep voice. I can't remember his name, but and I then agree the with you, and then the two guys you meet in Vegas. Like, there's plenty of characters who are, I think have like enough quirks to stand out. I agree with you, but I think those characters are, like, on the second level. Yeah, of course. They're not main characters. No, no, I mean on the third level. Oh. Like, the characters that I actually like, uh-huh. I don't think they're going to be featured. Like, uh... So, Gaia. No, Gaia's going to be featured. But is she going to be a person, or is she going to be, like, just a... She'll a, be a person. A voice, like, a just a machine voice? Or... No, she'll be a person. Oh. 
Do you get what I'm saying though? Like the characters that are, characters that I actually like aren't featured as much. Okay. Yeah. But what does that have to do with it being live action? I'm asking you compared to CGI. Like, what is the storytelling? I don't trust them. That's what it is. Oh, okay. You just think the the machines are going to look weird? I just want to see her take parts apart and then use those parts as weapons. A lot of those machines are going to look low budget. Well, hold on. It's... Netflix is not low budget. They spend a lot. They they spend like what? Wasn't it like $20 million per episode on Stranger Things or whatever? How many machines does Horizon have? How many machines? I don't know, like a and lot. They they have a fuckload of machines, mm. and they all have different like move styles. Right. So but I think you can also do like practical effects for machines that are not moving. Like if there's like a one that's like, like what are they call the ones that just graze like giant sheep or whatever. Stalkers. Yeah, like there's some you could do practically with no, like. No, it's not a stalker. The stalker is like a. a it's a grazer, whatever grazing. No, grazer. the grazer is the one with the antlers or horns. Yeah, but they're the ones that do like the with the spinning blade mouth, right? Like, they're, like, eating grass or whatever. Like, they're, like, giant, like, deer or whatever. Like, I think you could do those things... Oh, those pra- grazers. Yeah, I think you could do those, like, practically, if, like, from a distance. You know what I mean? Okay. I like, agree. if they're up close and doing, like, action-y stuff, then, yeah, you have to use CGI. But it's, like, if Lucasfilm was working on this, they could make it happen practically. What are workshops? That, uh, is that, like, ILM? Is that they like- worked on Blade Runner. Oh, okay. On, um... I think they were. Is that Blade practical Runner. effects or is that CGI? Practical. Oh, okay. So uh, you, you could saw, do that. You saw. You can make like the actual like out or like the co- not the costumes, but I mean you can actually make like the, the what the skeletons, the robot, the out like the figures, like the frames. No, I agree with you. And make them just do very basic st- when they're not fighting. They're kind of just crazy, maybe walking around with like just like edit out like the green effects of like the rods or whatever holding them. Like you know what I mean? What about the fights? Those would require CGI. How do you fight a fucking T-Rex in a show? At a distance, Johnny. <laughs> and you probably don't show the whole T-Rex like 100% of the time. Yeah, you kind of make my point. Okay, so... How do you climb a tonic? Up close whole, and not zoomed out. Oh, <laughs> up close and not zoomed out. I don't How know. do you fly the fucking pterodactyl? You could do that, I think, up close if you just don't feature like anything below. I want to see the whole fucking thing. Oh, okay, then yeah, I guess you have to do CGI then. I want to see the whole thing. I want to see a battle. She's running up there with her. It would have to be like nades and her bows, and she's sliding beneath the. Yeah, legs. this would have to be like Avatar or In Engine or something. Dude, I'm, uh, just just imagine there's a fucking T Rex and the camera's behind you, and you're doing all that combination shit like you're running. You're sliding. <laughs> we see that. We see the HUD pop up. Choose your weapon. <laughs> the weapon wheel. Yeah, the weapon wheel. Imagine. She's like, uh, no, not that one. Oh, here you go, this one. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust it. That's that's why I don't fucking. She takes dab. She like falls. You see like the red outline of the screen. Yeah. Kind of thing. So then, if you consider all that shit being CG, you can pull it all off. Mm. You can do the big ass shots and the close ups. And her, she looks the fucking same. She's gonna look just like Alo. You don't have to worry about the fucking actor, right? Mm-hmm. About what they look like and did they match it up. If you do it in just animated style, like you can do all of it, dude. I guess that's true. Yeah. Interesting. With with uh, God of War, all you really have to worry about is who's gonna be the right Kratos. The right. That's Kratos. your toughest fucking choice. Boy. Whoever did the voice for the first Kratos should just do that. Uh, he's too small. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's not like a big imposing guy. No. He's okay, then the second guy then. Second guy? Yeah. What do, what do you mean? The one now, then. The one who's great as now. He's a black dude. That's okay. Just 
No. Cover him in the ash or whatever. Ash. Yeah. Face. Yeah. No. Isn't that what Kratos basically is? Like, isn't he like supposed to be like tan? He's Greek. Yeah. So he's tan. He's a Greek white dude. So he no, he's tan technically. Are he's Greeks olive. white people? He's supposed to be olive. I don't think they count as white people. They're tan. It's canon. He's white. He's ash. They're like he's ash, dude. His family yeah. died and he got covered in ash. The Just do that. Kratos is yeah. a white dude. I don't know if Greeks count as whites. I'll have to look this up later. Well, they call him Olive. Olive is not white, dude. Olive is like bronzish. Bronzy. I agree with you. I don't know why they call him Olive. But they're um, white people. Okay. Let's, let's stop there before we get in trouble. <laughs> Next article, Johnny, comes from IGN, written by... Oh, I don't see the name. Written the guy that plays Kratos of... Is a fucking badass. So. Jonathan Dornbush, a name I can pronounce. It says, How Star Wars Jedi Survivor Picks Up from Fallen Order. Wait, did I click on the wrong article? We'll find out. It says, Cal Kestis' journey is officially continuing in Star Wars Jedi Survivor, set for a PS5, Xbox Series, and PC release in 2023. So, this one's like not on last gen, by the way, Johnny. So, you got to Perfect. Up- upgrade by then. We need to transition. The sequel is coming nearly four years after Jedi Fallen Order introduced us to new Jedi, new Inquisitors, and one of the cutest droids in the galaxy. Which is talking about BD-1. But it's actually been an even longer stretch of time in between the stories of both games. EA confirmed Survivor set five years after the events of Fallen Order. And our first look at Survivor shows Cal and BD-1 in some serious trouble. Now, one big component of Cal's life, as far as players know, is his found family and crew of the Stinger Mantis... Cal's starbound home throughout the events of Fallen Order. We don't really see the crew, Seer, Grease, and Marin, in the Survivor reveal, but we can surmise things haven't gone all that well for them. The trailer shows the Mantis downed on a desert planet with a slow pan through its main hole, spelling nothing but trouble. Looking out of the cockpit window, you can see a singular set of footprints trailing off into the distance, suggesting either Cal or another member of the crew escaped this crash alone. But the rest of the team's fate remains a mystery. As for the first desert planet we we see, well, Star Wars is home to no shortage of sandy shores, and it's equally likely that this could be a new planet, as it is potentially a familiar one given Fallen Order brought us to several lesser-seen worlds. If it's an existing one, it's natural to assume Tatooine given its prevalence, plus Survivor would essentially take place around the same time as the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And we know the Inquisitors will have a presence in both. It could even be the sequel's trilogy, pro, trilogy's prominent desert planet, Jakku. But it could also potentially be the desert moon, Jeddah. Not only is the moon spiritually and historically significant spot for the Jedi, as we see later in the trailer, Cal at some point needs a lightsaber. But we also know the planet eventually becomes the base of operations for someone Cal has already had ties to, Saw Gerrera, who Cal met during Fallen Order. Wherever this planet is, it's only one brief glimpse of the dire strait of things for Cal. Several threads run throughout the trailer. Slow pans of a character in a Bacta tank, a voiceover questioning Cal, and a battle between Cal and another figure. And it kind of just trails off from there, Johnny. Um, so, how do you feel? How, I, we both played Fallen Order, right? I think we both played Fallen Order. We enjoyed it for what it was. I think you were a little more hot on it than I was. I thought it was just okay. I think you had like a blast no, with it. No, I thought it was okay. I just... It exceeded my expectations because I had low expectations. Oh, okay. For me, it was exactly kind of what I expected, so I, I just thought it was okay. I want to show you a photo because this thing is going to st- stay in my head. 
Which one am I looking at? Cause All like, of them. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Oh, let's, yeah. Okay. All right. I guess that is kind of white, I guess. Fair enough. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, so expectations were low. That's why I thought it was great. Also, I thought it was it was good because it's um, electronic arts moving in a direction that's not so fucking... doesn't feel so fucking greedy with the loot boxes. And well, it's Respawn. Respawn, I think, is pretty hard about like not being that manipulative but they're owned by ea right right but i think that i think one of the things when they started the studio like the heads of the studio when they started under with ea it's like i think they they're a little more autonomous than the rest of the studios under ea didn't respawn also make uh timefall yeah you're right about that who made um squadrons that was a different studio i forgot their Mm -hmm. name that's a different studio, though. Yeah, because they had some of the more egregious shit, right? No, you're thinking of Battlefront. Yeah, that was done by Dice. Correct. All right. Yeah, that Battlefront it was famously like loot box heavy. Yeah. yeah so, uh, what is it called? The the last iteration of the Star Wars game Fallen didn't order. have all this shit. Yeah, Fallen Order didn't have all. It this did loot feel box kind shit. of empty. Yeah, but like it never got like DLC or any like loot system, so it, it, it just DLC. so it just kind of stayed empty. Like it, it didn't feel like they were holding out for something because we never got anything. Yeah, but it felt like a complete product. Yeah, it, I, I think so, but it also felt kind of just very blah in some places. I think it had enough to do, like all the side stuff, like uh-huh. little collectibles here and there. Sure, I think I think most of the games like. Um, the uh what's the word i'm looking for not impact but i feel like the game relied on its difficulty to kind of make you kind of pad out the game a little bit like there's not that much here but if we make it harder then it'll feel like you're playing the game longer kind of so artificial sort of yeah it felt like it was like because you play on like harder difficulties or even on easier difficulties but like even the normal difficulty is still kind of hard i think so I felt like it was kind of like padded out with its difficulty. Well, it had that one mechanic that when you die... You lose all your experience. Or when you save, the enemies come back. They respawn, yeah. Which is like a Souls... Which is very much like a Bloodborne, Dark Souls That thing. feels like padding. That feels like an artificial difficulty. Yeah. But it's also like... Because you're basically grinding for like experience points to use. And then... Yeah. Yeah, because... You know I, I play all my games in the most difficult mode, right? Mm-hmm. But then I got to that one section... When we're like with the water puzzle. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, and you kept fucking dying there, and that's the same fucking. Sp- so it wasn't just like me; it was also you, and I'm assuming a lot of people kept dying in that spot, and I kept getting fucking respawns of enemies, and that's where I was like, man, fuck this. If I'm gonna keep dying, this difficulty isn't gonna work out. Yeah. Because everybody's ultra fucking hard in the most difficult mode. Right. And I can't be doing these puzzles. And trying to fight. Yes, at the same, at the same time. Because then, like, if you interrupt, they interrupt you, they have to, like, do the thing all over again. Exactly. Yeah. So. You lowered it. It was very fucking annoying. Yeah. yeah. But were, were you, are you excited to play this one, Johnny? Especially because this one is going to be, like, current gen. Like, current, current gen. Yeah. What, are they, what do you think is going to happen with a current gen? And this game, specifically. I don't know. Because I'm trying to figure out, like, in five years. Because this takes place, like, ten years after Revenge of the Sith. The first game takes place five years after Revenge of the I Sith. I like how he looks. He looks all mature. He does look older. Yeah, five years have clearly passed. He doesn't have the baby face as much now. He looks much more, like, kind of, like, not skinny, but his face looks longer in the jaw, like, jawline. Uh, it might be the angle as well. Yeah, because he's looking up, right? Yeah. That could be part of it. But, like, I'm interested. I'm... I, there's a question that this game poses, and it's like, who is the guy in the tank? Because the guy with like long white hair, 
He looks like a Sephiroth-looking character, but Se- but Star Wars doesn't have Sephiroth. You know what I mean? It's like some guy who's like he has muscular, he has long white hair, and it seems like we're supposed to know who this person is, but like no one like online knows like from what part of Star Wars media like he's from, like what kind of like is he from a comic, from a movie, from a show, whatever. We don't know who he is, but he seems to be the survivor in the game's title. Well, wasn't a good amount of of the current game kind of just made up characters. Yeah. yeah. I think the way the trailer like focuses on this guy it's like either A, we know who he, who he is or B, he's going to end up being very important in the game at some point. He might be like a nemesis type of character. Maybe, like a reoccurring enemy maybe. Yeah. Could be. Could be just a completely new character just made for the game like a new canon kind of thing, but uh it'd be it'd be cool if maybe he was a, a nemesis or he's the mentor of you know, Vader. Like, you're Palpatine? directly... Huh? Palpatine? No, because Palpatine's still alive at this point. No, I mean... He's, he's men- Vader's... Uh, a men- no, oh, not- Apprentice. Apprentice, yeah, I'm tripping. I did see, like, a rumor saying that he could be Starkiller, who is, like... Who was Vader's apprentice, but that was, like, in the old canon. Like, that's not, like, considered, like, currently, like real anymore that was part before the disney acquisition okay so people were saying like what if like this guy is actually like vader like star killer but like the current version of star killer that character like the the, the overpowered like apprentice maybe so why is star killer interesting because he's the main character of the game force unleashed and star wars force unleashed 2 he's like the guy you play as when he's doing like all this like he brings down a star destroyer just using the force is that op he's op as hell yeah huh. But, like, he was never considered, like, the actual part of the canon because of the Disney acquisition, like, doesn't even mention him at all. Like, all the stuff from before got, like, wiped out. Uh-huh. And so now it's like, oh, like, what if, but they brought in, like, elements, like, Thrawn, like, the Grand Admiral Thrawn was an old, like, old character, but they made him, like, they introduced him as, like, no, like, he's real in this canon, too. So they're doing this thing where they're taking, like, elements and characters from, like, the old stuff it's not considered like official anymore and making them official again okay so it's like what are they doing the same thing here but they're just changing the way he looks because og star killer just has like a buzz cut black hair mm-hmm. but like if this is star killer he has like long like sephiroth style hair so like what if they're doing that like what if this is a star killer so like, that's like our only like yeah the I, only straw like people are grasping at right now i can't think of any way to tie that character to to the previous game yeah so. Well, the only thing is that this is 10 years in between either way. It's 10 years before A New Hope, which is like episode four, and it's 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. So it's like in this perfect like balance point where like you have a lot of room to do stuff because you have plenty of time for that stuff to like that character to die or for something to happen and it won't affect the the movies after because they're just so far off timeline wise, like 10 years before. Mm-hmm. So there's like room for things to be like self-contained and wrapped up in this like little bubble you know what i'm saying kind of what do you think is gonna happen between uh what's our character's name cal kestis yeah between cal and vader i don't i don't want to see vader again i hope they don't do vader again they show two okay they show the emperor like his claws kind of yeah and they also show one of the inquisitors the guy has like the lines down his face the inquisitors from uh rebels star wars rebels like the cartoon show yeah so it seems like the Inquisitor is going to be featured prominently, and it looks like they like they show the Emperor like with his like, cloak and his hands like scraping. Mm-hmm. So it seems like those two characters are going to show up at some point during the game. Yeah, as much as I love Vader, I don't want him to be the main antagonist. Yeah, like, not at I all. don't. Yeah, I just want to be. I want him to be over in the shadows, you know, sending commands. In the shadows. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Anyways, that's where we're at with this game. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, it's more fleshed out than Fallen Order was. Just, I hope it feels less empty, is what I'm saying. So, we'll see. Johnny, let's move on to our next story, sir. It says, PlayStation's boss says its recent acquisition spree is not at all finished. Something we talked about before. This comes from VGC, written by Tom Ivan. A very simple name I can pronounce. During its fiscal year, ended in March 2022... SIE, so Sony Interactive Entertainment, acquired five studios, including Returnal developer Housemark, PC port specialist Nixis Software, UK-based Fire Sprite, Demon Souls remake studio Bluepoint, and Seattle-based Valkyrie. It also invested in Discord, Devolver Digital, and live service game platform Excelbyte. I don't remember that one. Which talks are also ongoing to fully acquire Bungie and Haven Studios. Oh, that's right. That hasn't actually, like, legit happened yet. It says, quote, we've been extremely active in the area of M&A and investment. I don't, I don't know what M&A stands for. What do you think it means, Johnny? Something in acquisition, maybe? Don't know. M&A. I don't know. Said Sony's Ryan, uh, transcribed by VGC, during a PlayStation business briefing session on Thursday. Quote, the purpose of these investments is to increase our core strength. Like He's like, like doing like sit-ups or something. At PlayStation Studios, but also to acquire expertise in areas of game development where he's historically a, he's gyrating, hmm? he's oscillating, he's oscillating. He's oscillating. <laughs> a little inside joke there. The purpose of these investments is to increase our core strength at PlayStation Studios, but also to acquire expertise in areas of game development where historically we have not had a significant presence. The planned Bungie partnership is a great example of the latter, he said. Reiterating that Sony wants the Destiny Studio to help it gain a greater presence in the live service market. Ryan said Sony expects half of its releases to be on PC and mobile by its fiscal year ending in March 2026. And that acquisitions will likely be necessary to achieve this target. In terms of future M&A... I really need to figure out what this means. I think it's something in acquisition. I don't know what the M is. The answer to that is we are not at all finished with our strategy of trying to grow PlayStation Studios inorganically, he said during a Q&A session. Ryan added, quote, as we transition from our historic game development strategy to a much broader and much wider market reach than we enjoy today, it is very likely that inorganic stimulus will be required to help us to realize these dreams. And to the extent that potential targets fit with our strategy, to the extent that potential targets allow us to accelerate the way in which we are able to deliver on our strategy, we will certainly consider farther, I think it means further, M&A activity to add to our business portfolio. M&A is just mergers and acquisitions. Ah, okay. I knew that it was acquisitions. I, M, yeah, merges makes sense. So there you go. Uh, okay, so it seems like I forgot that I thought the Bungie stuff had already gone through. Apparently it hasn't. And then Haven, that's the one that uh, Jay, uh, what's Jade, name? Raymond. Jade Raymond is uh, the head of that studio. So I guess I thought those things were wrapped up. But apparently they're still like in process. So Johnny, how do you feel about this? Do you feel, I remember, I remember was it like a year ago? We're like, we're not doing the arms race. And it's like, uh, that's an arm, well, it's kind of like an arms race, basically. What do you think about this, Johnny? Are you, are you hyped about them buying more studios? I'm not. What do you think, Johnny? Uh, I don't know. We've said before we don't want these giant companies to just consolidate everything. Just I guess, gobble it all up. I guess I don't feel as bad because it's not this massive ass company. Mm-hmm. Like Jade Raymond makes sense, right? Because she's a great player in the industry. And it's not, and, and yeah, and she hasn't. Like it's not like they're like a massive like company already. They just have really a big talent pool over there. Yeah, so she's got the talent pool, and then 
Sony money, put these two together, that totally fucking makes sense. It's not like they're buying Capcom or something, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with these these smaller acquisitions. I I don't, really don't have a problem with it. So, what do you think about this, Johnny? When you're saying like all like all the acquisitions up until this point have been strategic and like they're covering like their weak spots of like stuff where like they're not normally so like right they have. So, like, one of them was, like, a mobile one, right? Like, a mobile mobile studio, because, again, like, it's not like they have, like, a huge history with mobile games, right? They have the Housemark one. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the strategy there is. Housemark just does great games, but, I mean, because they're, like, an indie studio. The Nixus one, they do PC ports. Fire Sprite is, like, I think the mobile one. And then Blue Point is good for remaking games. They're really good at just basically remaking yeah, games. Yeah, but they said they're going to make original IP. So do you think like or they some, might end up having like two separate teams? So do you think so, half of these are just kind of covering blind spots, and the other half are just like it just makes sense because of their close ties? No, like I house think mark? It, it does make sense because Sony, for one, has a, a lack of multiplayer games, right? Uh, True. We love our single player games, but we need to compete with um, like Call of Duties, your Destinies. But that's why we got, I guess, uh, what is it called? What makes Destiny? Bungie. Yeah. Uh, so it does seem like Life they're just covering a bunch of blind spots. I mean, I I really don't have no complaints about the the studios that they've purchased. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there any studio that stands out where it, it just doesn't make sense? I think just how smart. I, no, it's not. That it doesn't make sense. I just I just don't know what they're covering. Like what supposedly they're improving by getting Housemark. I mean, it just seems like Housemark just makes pretty decent indie games. Like that's kind of just what they do. Yeah. So that doesn't seem like that doesn't seem like it's a strategic one. More like it's just like, hey, like we just work with them so closely, like we just might as well buy them. Kind of like Insomniac, you know? Yeah. Like, like, oh, like, yeah, of course, like you're with us, like, yeah, okay, we'll make it official. It's like when you're like your mom's been dating some guy for so long, and it's like, well, like, oh yeah, you're not my kid, huh? we'll just adopt you. Like you know what I mean? It's kind of like that. It's like well, I might as well. Yeah, Housemark, I think has uh, like good industry recognition i think they may have been struggling a bit because they wanted to launch a new ip and that didn't uh pan out right so it sort of makes sense that sony comes along and buys something where they know there's talent but it's pretty easy to scoop them up you know yeah yeah i think you're right like it's the connect the relationship between them is already so great it's like might as well just like in the words of beyonce you just put a put a ring on it yeah uh, if you like it, then you should. Perfect you example is Insomniac, it. right? Such a great relationship, and they're only going to scoop them for like a hundred mil. I think they did that one also because Insomniac did do that thing where they made a Xbox exclusive before with um, uh, what's that one called? The something Sunset Sunset Overdrive. Mm-hmm. That was an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, we actually have a story coming up with like Sony relationship and Spider Man, right? Oh yeah. Are we gonna? Oh, yeah, that? yeah. That's a, actually the next story. Okay. But uh, again, I'm not a huge fan of consol- consolidation for its consolidation's sake for being greedy. But it seems like I don't know. Maybe I'm being biased by giving Sony a pass on this one because it's like it makes sense for they're covering like their blind spots. But uh, I still don't like consolidation to begin with. But I don't know. I feel I feel different because this doesn't feel like they're just being greedy for greedy's sake, just gobbling up everything. Well, if you're comparing it to Xbox, Xbox yes, that's why Xbox bought Bethesda. And Xbox did have a massive game sp- uh, blind spot with uh, RPGs, right? That's true. So it makes sense. I think the hate really came from 
Bethesda being such a big ass company. I think they just because it was like they were going back and forth. I think it was at a time when like they were both like really in the fever of like gobbling up things, and it just looked bad in like context. So the timing. Yeah. Whereas like it was water. It's like my move, your move, my move, your move, my move, your move. I think that's what it was. So. But I mean, it's different with like say like Embracer Group or Tencent or like these other guys who are not really covering. They, they feel so sketchy, dude. Yeah, like, or like Embracer so Group, who's just gobbling up everything, yeah. and it's like it's not. It's I mean, yeah, they're probably covering blind spots in their IP, but it's not like like you can you're not like covering like a structural like architectural like oh like we have we don't have servers or we don't have experience with this one thing. It's just like oh. We're going for those things because of the name. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. So it feels very different compared to like these guys. But I digress. Giants, move on to our last story, sir. This one comes from Push Square, written by Liam Croft. He sounds like the main character of a game. Liam Croft. It says, Spider-Man games could have been exclusive to Xbox. Imagine, Johnny, imagine. Sony's Marvel Spider-Man games clearly play a very important role in the PlayStation portfolio. Racking up millions of sales over and over again, but what if the IP was instead exclusive to Microsoft? The head of Marvel's game, Jay, uh, I'm sorry, the head of Marvel Games, Jay Ong, has revealed how this could have been the case as the company approached both Sony and Microsoft at the same time, with the latter turning them down. Ong makes the comments in The Ultimate History of Video Games Volume 2 by Stephen L. Kent. Revealing how both companies were approached after Marvel cut its exclusive Spider-Man deal with Activision short. Ong told Activision that Marvel would, quote, find a better home, end quote, for the IP, to which he responded, good luck finding your unicorn. (laughs) That's funny. Wait, who responded? Ong told Activision. Oh, Ong told Activision that Marvel would find a better home for the IP, and then Activision said, good luck finding your unicorn. That's funny. That sounds kind of bitter, no? Like, ha. Like, yeah, like, you see you don't come crawling back kind of thing. Marvel then, Marvel then held talks with Microsoft and Sony, with the former turning the offer down because it reportedly wanted to focus on its own IP rather than using an external license. <laughs> That's a good question, Johnny. In the case of Sony, however, Marvel Games' lead sat down with former Sony executive Adam Boys and John Drake in August 2014. Ong told Sony, We have a dream that this is possible, that we could beat batman arkham and have one game at least and maybe multiple games that could drive adoption of your platform oh okay that makes sense because a lot of the gameplay in spider-man feels like arkham kind of oh yeah the mechanic the back and forth yeah yeah the rest as they say was history sony handed the spider-man ip to insomniac games which despite still being independent at the time was considered quote one of sony's most important partners end quote prior to the acquisition do you think Xbox having exclusive rights to the Spider-Man IP would have changed the course of the prior generation at all? Share your thoughts in the comments below. We're going to share our thoughts right now. Johnny, what do you think? What is your overall... I like... I like. I know I just asked you what do you think, but I just want to say real quick, I liked how Activision was kind of like bitter. Like, yeah, good luck finding your unicorn. Like saying like, yeah, see, you'll find somebody who will treat you better than we do. Like, I dare you. And I like how... I think it's... Okay, I asked you. Go ahead, go ahead. That might have been because uh, Activision, like EA, is always finding a game that's like always online type of deal, microtransactions. No, I think it's because they also do a lot of like third party stuff. Like they don't, I mean, they have their own IP, but like EA, they also like to like license out like other brands and like, you know, IPs. So go ahead. Okay. 
I had, I had to process that. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, fuck. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Like, I get your point. I just, I, I just like how they're kind of like bitter. Like, okay, good luck. Like, it's kind of like, like, how do you end a relationship where like, where the other person's like, oh, I think we can find a better home for our, it was like, okay, well, screw you go fine. Good luck with that. And I like how, and you, you made the joke, right? Where, the okay. joke where Microsoft's like, oh, we'll focus on our own IP. And it's like, yeah, you better. Because, you know, what IP, right? Other than Gears and Forza and Halo, it's like. But you don't think that's because they wanted to focus on live service games? I don't think that's really why. Because they could have just, like, sourced it out to one of their studios. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, back then, uh, I think the initiative it, probably wasn't working on. Because uh, back then, it's when companies like EA were saying single player games are dead. Yeah, this was this would have been like what five six years ago, uh-huh. about five years ago maybe. About five, yeah, five or six. So and then they said that, and then God of War came out. Right. Uh, I just think I just find it funny, like the behind the I like the behind the scenes like negotiation stuff. Like it's really interesting to me how like they're just basically like, uh, well, like sorry, Activision, but I, we feel like you're not you're not you don't have our best interests at heart, so we're gonna go with one of the big boys and. PlayStation was like, but I like how their pitch for PlayStation was like, we have a dream. This is a quote. We have a dream that this is possible, that we could beat Batman Arkham and have one game at least and maybe multiple games that could drive adoption of your platform, meaning like the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I like how that's their pitch. It's like, hey, it's like, do you want to make something that's as good or better than Batman? Like Spider-Man, like that's the thing, right? That's like the, I mean, for DC, no one's bigger than, than Batman. I mean, Superman's bigger than Batman. It really isn't. And for Marvel, it's like nothing's bigger than Spider-Man. Like, there really isn't anything bigger than... I mean, Avengers... No, even Avengers isn't quite there like Spider-Man. Spider-Man is like leaps and bounds, like way more valuable as a as a character than the, all the Avengers combined, probably. So I like how, like... I like how Marvel's like, hey, like, Batman's out there doing Batman things with games. Like, we feel like Spider-Man can be that, but for you. Yeah. I like that pitch. It's interesting. Like, I just like seeing like the behind the scenes. Like, like this is what we're gonna do. Like, are you with us? And like, like, all right, let's do it. But can you imagine a world where Marvel Spider Man was not made by Activision? I mean, not made by Insomniac, and it was just handed to a Xbox studio. Okay. Well, I don't know how much better Spider Man could have been if it wasn't on PlayStation. Because PlayStation... Probably is not like, that much, I think. Well, that's what I mean. It probably would have just fell by the wayside. Because at first, I was like, Spider-Man was nominated for Game of the Year, right? Yes, sir. But would it have been that type of caliber if it was on some other fucking studio? We'll never I, know. I, I kind of doubt it. We'll never know. Probably... I, I'm pretty I, sure I know. I'm willing to say no, but I'm, I, I'm wrong from time to time, so I don't know. Depends on the studio, right? If it was like uh, 343... I mean, I don't think 343 would make Come a good on. Spider-Man game. No. Like, give Spider-Man a gun or something. I mean, not too many studios make that jump. One of the biggest jumps we've seen a studio make like that is going from uh, Guerrilla Games. You ever want to play Rare's Spider-Man game? Rareware? I mean, what are they making? Or the Initiative's Spider-Man? The Coalition, whatever it's called? Initiative? I forget what it's called. The Coalition, right? Is the Coalition, Coalition makes... Uh, God damn, what is it called? Is it the Initiative the ones doing the Perfect Dark game? Right? Yes. Okay, so the Initiative's Spider-Man. But that's been falling apart. Uh, yeah, I think this is like the best case we're living for... At least for Spider-Man, this is like the best timeline kind of thing for us. Yeah. 
So I think it's interesting though that I didn't even know like they even went to Xbox like like that. I didn't know that was an option. I thought they just went straight to like, Insomniac or something. Yeah. So like this is interesting stuff. Is this it's from the book, The Ultimate History of Video Games Volume Two. It's, I might have to check out that book. It's fucking wild because there's certain things you want to happen in the gaming industry, and you're like that shit will never happen. And because Spider-Man landed with Sony, now we're getting one of those moments where I'm like, holy fuck, that's happening. And to me, that's uh, Wolverine. Oh, because of that, huh? Yeah. We probably wouldn't get a Wolverine game if it wasn't Insomniac. Exactly. Or if it didn't sell as well as it ended up selling. You see, Johnny? Let me say that you miss every shot you don't take. Oh, this book's already. Oh, this book came out last year. I need to get this book. It looks interesting. Ultimate History of Video Games Volume 2. It's only 15 bucks. Might be worth looking into. All right, Johnny, let's go to our... Oh, no, that was the last story. Oh, cool. We are on time, sir. We are on time. All right, we just hit the hour mark. Good. So, Johnny, do you have anything else you want to talk about before I ask you what you've been playing? No, what's your time? I thought three was your... Yeah, I know. I just I just, I just, just told the... I'd be, I, told, I told them I'd be late a little bit. A oh, little bit. All right. Johnny, what have you been playing? Really? That was all the articles? Yeah, that was four of them. Okay. Plus, when you talked about the state of play, really haven't been playing anything. Ah! Except you told me, uh, you told me to give a try to. I already forgot the name of the game. Oh my god! Watch Dogs, the latest Watch Dogs. Oh, Legion. Got into it a little bit. Did you now? It doesn't feel like the previous one. The previous one, previous one was actually cool. Uh, with the guy with the blue jacket. Aiden. Yeah, well, well, part two, Aiden. Oh, the second one. Yeah, the second. I'll remember the guy's name. There's only three, right? Yeah. Yeah. So part two actually felt good. You're out. That's in the, the one day- with San Francisco, right? Yeah, you're out yeah. in the in the daylight in San Francisco. Like everybody's like their own fucking. Style the guy with thing. like the weird LED head. Yeah, this one I started the game, and you get your like your little control, your phone. You're able to activate certain things. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that I was able to activate, I'm like, I get this is a tutorial. They want to make it all simple, mm-hmm. but it felt just unpolished i don't yeah. know why it felt unpolished compared to the previous one yeah i agree with yeah? you yeah i well i didn't play the previous one so i can't say like that one i played the first game i haven't played the second game okay i actually own the second game which is funny because i never played it i actually own it i just it's just sitting there wrapped in plastic but uh i think you're right i think legion does fe- it feels overly ambitious and it just didn't it they shot too high i think okay and I- it just feels kind of wonky because i had a couple glitches in my playthrough yeah, because I, I didn't even get to the portion where you get to activate... Because it's called Legion. You get to activate different people to play the game. Oh, yeah, thing. to recruit? I didn't even get to that shit. Really? No, nah, I got... Yeah, let's get to that part. Through, like, the sewer factory section. I got through all that stuff, and then... That's, like, the beginning of the game. Yeah, there's the fucking bomb. That's how unsatisfied I was, because I started... Mm. There's a point where you have to shoot people. Yes. The aiming feels... So bad. It does. It's, it's so atrocious. It feels terrible. Like the killing, they they don't feel all that smart. They might flank you, but I I don't know what the fucking game wants me to focus on. Like it's got the mechanic of hacking shit, right? But the hacking doesn't feel right, and the shooting doesn't feel right, and the the story doesn't capture me. I'm like, what do you guys want me to focus on? Like none of this feels polished, right? So, I mean, what was the problem with you and... No, the game? same. Uh, the driving feels kind of wonky. Like, you're driving on... It feels like you're driving on ice the whole time. Like, you're just constantly sliding. The shooting mechanics are just so bad. Like, the crosshair and the aiming, it just does not feel natural. Yeah. 
The melee stuff also just feels kind of crappy. It's just like whatever. Uh-huh. Like none of this game feels fun or good to play. I think the only thing going for it, is, and you haven't even got to that, is like the recruitment of the characters. Because like you can like just like you can just like find some rando on the street, like just check their profile like on them, mm-hmm. and it tells you like oh like they do this and this and that, and like here's their specialties, and it's like okay like like putting together the team of characters you want is like cool and stuff. But it, it, it really loses that polish and, like, novelty, like, very quickly. Like, after about three hours, you're like, so this is it, huh? This is pretty much the whole game. And it's, like, just this. And I'm like, okay, I guess. And it's just kind of, it just felt so, I don't know. I think it, it, it felt, like, scatterbrained. Like, they focused on too many things and none of it. It's, like, being a jack of all trades and not mastering anything. Mm-hmm. Where they just, which is weird because I'm playing... We'll get into it right now. I'm playing The Division 2, which is another Ubisoft yep. uh, third-person shooter. And that one actually feels good. Like, the shooting feels good in that. Yeah, and the, the little devices that you get, all that stuff makes sense. The gadgets, the, the, gadgets little, the little skills and abilities. Like, it feels decent. I wouldn't say it feels amazing, but it feels good in a way that Watch Dogs Legion just does not at all. Yeah. And it's so bizarre to me because, I mean, I think I think Division 2 came out before Legion. Which is weird. Yes, yes. Because, like, you would think you would have learned to, like, okay, we did this well. Like, let's just do this again, but, like, not worse. And they still did it worse. I feel like it's, uh, okay, you know when we love a studio? We love their gameplay, right? Right. Ubisoft feels that way. Like, oh, this is a fucking Ubisoft game. Yes. But but the I was thinking that as I was playing Division. Like, but like, the mechanics in all the games just feel too, like, it's loose. not... Yes, they just don't have the polish down. Mm-hmm. Like when you mentioned the the sliding with the cars, that makes sense because I think Ubisoft also makes the crew, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, all the game, if you've played it, all the fucking cars in that, they feel too similar and they feel like you're on ice. Like you don't feel the traction. You like you take a you take a turn and it just doesn't feel quite as responsive. Like when you're in in soil or or gravel or whatever, they just feel too similar. Yeah. So same same thing with Far Cry Six. I think about it. Far Cry Six, the driving, but that's different. Their shooting is terrific, but I think it's because it's in first person. It feels good. Okay. But like their driving mechanics, when you're driving the cars, it just again that slipperiness. It's just I don't know. Ubisoft can't. I don't know. They just I don't know if they refuse to or they just think that's how it should feel. But their driving mechanics across all their games, I just don't vibe with it. So like when you play Gran Turismo. Like the smallest little thing you do, you can feel it. You can you can feel the impact. Like you make a choice right here, and you're like, "Damn, that's gonna affect me way down the." Line. Oh yeah, I hate that. I, I suck at Gratrismo because of that. Yeah. Yeah. So so Gratrismo, you feel minor differences. Like you already feel like you're gonna end up like spinning out before it happens. Yeah, and yeah. and in the crew, you don't really feel like you're driving a car. You feel like you're driving a box. <laughs> right. Okay. Like you feel like stiff and. Like, you make minor things, and they're not really that significant. Like, I, I just fucking hate the driving. Uh, and a lot of Ubisoft games feel like... Like if... Uh, as if the crew, the same developers, were making Watch Dogs at the same fucking time. And they were in the same mode. I'm starting to wonder... Changing. I wonder if all these games share the same engine, then. Because I'm wondering if that could just be a technical issue, rather than, like, a choice issue. I don't know. I'll have to look into that later. I was thinking that too because... They all use Unity, I think. Because then there's like Bethesda. A lot of their games feel very similar. Yeah. 
is it because the engine is just too fucking dated or well the more familiar you are with an engine the faster turnaround because you don't have to like relearn all the all the little yeah for sure it's just easier but it's copy and paste basically well, I, I mean that's not true i don't i don't develop games but i understand that having to learn a new engine will definitely set you back timeline wise Sort of. I mean, if you jump to Unreal, it's, the learning curve isn't that great. I'm pretty right? sure it's Unity because there's the, so much support. Because at the start of every Ubisoft game, I see the little pyramid. Yeah. It says Unity. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder if that's an issue where, like, maybe that engine. Because there are certain engines that are designed for certain things. Like uh, Frostbite is very good for like a shoot for like Battlefield. First person. First first person specifically, right? That's... But it's, but it's not good at like uh, platforming or like interacting with like. No, that's why the latest uh, Mass Effect had a hard fucking time because it wasn't intended for a third person experience right that's like with hey, like the character models being all wonky right yeah the running being the faces all yeah. yeah so i wonder if just unity just has a thing where like this is how we do driving and that's just the way we've always done it <laughs> like you know what i mean so but the inconsistency between like their shooters is so off-putting because they do the ghost recon games which i think vary between third and first person like wildlands yeah wildlands i believe is third that felt good though it felt okay that felt i think that's third person but like i haven't played Wildlands, so i can't say it but from what i understand the ghost recon games handle well yeah you'd get in a car or jump in a helicopter and it still felt uh serviceable yeah and like i'm playing the i'm, well, I'm just gonna cut to it right now i'm playing the division two because that was like really cheap included like the dlc expansion like everything for like less than like 11 bucks so i'm like mm-hmm. i I might as well try this because I never played the game before, and like I'm, I'm starting off in the tutorial and like it's very Ubisoft with the heads up display and like the characters and like the like here's like the dialogue where it's kind of just like eh, like it's all right. It's like I'm I played so many Ubisoft games where now I recognize like the shell, as you can call it like that, like the That's frame. That's a good way to put it. Like, I recognize, like, oh, like, this is what we're doing. Oh, connecting to, like, the servers. Like, this is, like, oh, like, to, like this week's, like, daily or whatever special. Like, mm-hmm. like there's a, there's a specific, like, cadence and walk or vibe to Ubisoft games. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is for sure Ubisoft. But, like, the the shooting, I'm like, oh, like, this is way better than Watch Dogs Legion. Like, the snap, like, snapping to, to enemies, like, it's very quick. The, the way the the feedback but also like the you're like when you're shooting like you're just not like all over the place not like random because i feel like in legion like you're slow to move when you're aiming kind of like it's kind of like you're it's like overly sensitive kind of it's like tank controls for aiming yes that's a good way of putting it where you're like you're it's very stiff like uh-huh. as if like your wrist is like made out of like corroded metal or something you're kind of like eh, eh, like a claw machine kind of in a way it feels like that but the shooting, but like in Division Two, like when you're like aiming, like it feels very responsive, very instant. That might just be a assist. We know how you can activate assist. You can toggle toggle it on and off. For Watch Dogs or for Division? Well, for both. I mean, the Division might have. Uh, I didn't tweak with the settings for either one though, so I wonder if is one the default, default different? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't know. But you're having issues too, right? You're saying like it feels like have you t- did you tinker with anything or you just accepted this is how Legion feels? It, yeah, yeah. You did. Ch- I got that impression. I was like, "This is shit. I don't. I don't want to spend more time on it." Okay. Yeah. So there you are with that. I finished the game uh, reluctantly because I think it's not that long. I think I skipped a lot of the side stuff because I did some of the side stuff. And I'm like, ah, uh, this is just like, go here, kill these people, disable this, and like, it's just kind of like the same three basic mission types. Mm-hmm collect these things and like survive like the waves of enemies yeah so i kind of just stuck with the main story and like i was intrigued by this st- i think the story carried it enough for me 
where I wanted to know what was going on with these hacker activists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what kept me like engaged long enough to actually finish it. But I, st- at the end I'm like, man, this is like the worst game I played this year pretty much. But I finished it reluctantly because I got so far. And also because I to justify the expense. Like, the more expensive something is that I buy, the more I feel like I have to finish it. Whereas the cheaper something is, I feel like I can get away with not completing the game. That's yes, just me, though. Yeah, I, I'm trying to really avoid things in, like, pop culture, like film and games, where I don't feel like I'm going to be excited for this game for the next couple years. Oh, okay. Like, uh, when whatever like when horizon or last of us comes out i'm like or resident evil i'm like i'm gonna be thinking this for the next couple fucking years if not decades thinking right. about like they should have done this with the story and i wonder where they're gonna go with this and a game like legion it's like i, I i'm just gonna f- like fucking play it and then forget about it within like three months or so yeah and even when like, they announce like another one it's gonna be like oh like i'll let it whoa whatever yeah. and yeah. I, I really don't want to spend time on a game where where I don't feel like it's gonna develop, like in just in the brain, right? You know, speculation in my brain alone, like uh, uh, fan. What is it called? Fan fiction. Yeah, I like kind of doing fan fiction at like in between games. I do that for know? some. Uh, a lot of the franchises I like, I'm like, like, oh, I wonder, like, what if they focus on this character, or focus on this like plot point, or like, yeah. and it's fun to think about that. Stuff. I never write it down. But it's, like, fun stuff to kind of, like, chew on in your mind, like, when you're not doing anything. Like, oh, like, would this be cool if they did this character? If like, Or in my head, canon, this is what happens to that character or whatever. Exactly. And I, I don't want to play games where I feel like I'm not going to get that out of a game. You're not going to get, like, that mindshare kind of... Uh, not yeah. mindshare, but you're not going to get anything that's going to stick with you, basically. Yeah. I can understand that. Uh, so, yeah, I'm playing The Division 2. I didn't play the first one, but, uh, like, you're, like, I guess these... Um, I guess the group is called the division that you work for. They're kind of like a continuation of government, like agency kind of thing. Okay. Right. Where like, I guess some kind of virus or green gas or something killed like the majority of the population, like a contagion of some kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that's where it starts. And like, you're trying to, you're in Washington, DC, like the white house is literally like your base of like operations, but there's no president there. It's just like a kind of like a skeleton crew kind of thing. And you just go to the surrounding areas to protect, like, these little groups of communities that are trying to survive. But there's, like, raiders and, like, groups who just like to steal and kill other people and stuff. It's kind of all over the place. I'm only, like, three hours in, so I don't have, like, a complete understanding. But It's also a live service game, so it's, it's it very is. grindy. I noticed that because it took me a long time to level up from level two to level three. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I think it's fun, though. It's engaging for me because there's, like, a lot of weapon variety. And I like how, like, no two guns are the same. So, like, one AK has this attachments or has these abilities. And another AK, like, has, like, different attachments. So, like, it's, like, very looty. Like, loot, like a loot grinding. Grinding loot. I don't know yeah. what to call it. But it has, like, that... Bo- it kind of scratches that itch that Borderlands does for me, too. Or like, you find, like, new gear or new equipment. You're just constantly swapping stuff out to kind of f- f- get that dopamine hit of, like, oh, better piece of gear. Oh, better piece of gear. And that kind of works for me. I like I like that reward recycle kind of loop. Yeah. So, but I don't know if I I don't know how long I'm gonna stick with it. I'm interested so far, but I don't think there's a strong narrative emerging yet. Like I don't know what my character's motivations are long term, mm-hmm. or if I'm just like a yes man for these different like factions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm gonna play longer to see like is there a central theme or a central like uh, like story here other than just like help these people out or if that's really just all there is to it so 
I want to keep playing it. I'm enjoying that. Um, I finished a game on Game Pass called Citizen Sleeper. Have you heard of this, Johnny? No. Citizen Sleeper is a really weird game. It's a... It's like the old school text-based RPGs where like it tells you everything that happens. You don't really see things happen. It just reads it to you. Okay. It's like, oh, you wake up from this sleep, and like, and this, it's just like, like just like rows and rows of of text. Like this, you wake up, you feel this way, and like this is what's going on. You're not sure. Oh, someone calls out to your name, and like a person, like a drawing of a person shows up on the screen, and it's like, oh, like and the dialogue for that person takes over, or whatever. But they don't move, right? It's a very static image. So it's kind of like an old school text based RPG where like you make decisions and stuff, but you're not like fighting. It's a it's a very anti Johnny game. I'll tell you that. It's a lot of reading. It's a lot of narrative. A lot of text. A lot of clicking point. Oh, I click yes, pointing and clicking. Lots of pointing yeah. and clicking. You are given like a every day you start off with like an energy bar, and each interaction you do costs like a certain amount of energy. So you're not able to do everything in a single day. So you kind of have to pick and choose like what is the important like. What is the important storyline I'm gonna follow for the for my character? Because it's like, hey, you can talk to this person, help them out with this situation, but that drains your energy, and then like you can't really refill for that day, like those energy, those little like you get you're given like anywhere between one to five dice, okay, and they've been already pre-rolled, so you have like a three, four, four, one, two, whatever, and like certain actions will have like a win or fail condition depending on which number you use. So like. For example, there's an interaction where, hey, like this has a high reward, but if you don't roll properly, like there's a huge like negative like result. So it's like, do I use the low dice and conserve my good dice for later, or do I use the good ones and then I'm just stuck with the crappy lower numbers for the rest of the day? So there's like kind of like it'll tell you like, oh, this is risky, this is dangerous, and this is safe. So I tend to use the lower numbers for the safe options where like, even if there's a negative penalty, it's not so bad, mm-hmm. but then the rewards aren't that great either. You know what I mean? So it's, it's interesting. It's, it's a very like narrative. I would say it's like a RP, it has RPG elements. I wouldn't call it an RPG. It's like a text-based adventure story thing, but there is like skill trees and stuff where like, Hey, like, because you ha- you have this skill, like this interaction, like get, you get an extra plus one or plus two to the mo- to the outcome, like the modifier. You know what I'm saying? So like this thing would have been risky, but because, hey, you're a very good engineer, like now it's just like a safe outcome no matter what you get. So it's it's interesting. It's very RPG-ish. It's a, it has a beautiful aesthetic, though, like the way all the characters are drawn. I'll, I'll send you the images later, but the way the characters are drawn, it has like this really cool, like early 2000s comic book aesthetic. And, like, the characters, like, the concept, they look very Kojima-esque. Like, there's somebody who looks kind of, like, fragile with, like, the big oversized raincoat transfer. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, the char- like the way the characters look, it looks really, like... <sighs> fragile Fragile is far from a trench coat. Who's the one I'm thinking of who has, like, a trench coat, then? Uh, well, I mean, if Metal Gear, there's a sniper wolf. No, there's a character, isn't there? Like, has, like, Fragile's a... just wearing a bikini. Who am I thinking of that has, like, a raincoat? Oh, wait, you said Metal Gear? No, I said, like, like uh, Death, Death Stranding. Stranding, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Fragile. She has, like, a raincoat thing, right? I believe she does. Where it's, like, trans... It's, like, a, like a big, like, coat. coat. Well, like it's a, not that big. It's, like, pretty, a covering, right? Pretty tight-fitting. Yeah, okay, well, I'm and sorry. Her, she's got, like, the spikes coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a character that kind of reminds me of, like, that, where they're wearing, like, a transparent <laughs> coat, basically. You can see, like, everything underneath, basically. Huh. It's really... It's very cyberpunk-ish, because it takes place on, like, this floating space colony. It's, like, a big wheel. Okay. 
and then like your character is a cyborg but your but your mind is human like you like leased your brain to this company to use for this cyborg and you're trying to figure out like where you are because then when you lease your brain, like you're, you just use your brain, but like you, they like wipe, like reformat your mind. And so your character's like, like, what am I doing here? Like, oh, like clearly you're this type of like preacher or specimen, so you must have like leased your brain, but you don't remember because they reformatted you. And it's like, oh, like I no longer agree to this thing. Like maybe my previous self agreed to this thing, but I don't agree to it. The current me doesn't agree to this. And it's like, oh well, you have to like get off the spaceship or whatever like by a certain amount of days because they they're your signal that you're sending out like they're already coming for you so you have to like figure out like who do i talk to like what connections do i make so i can survive like this like mercenary they're sending after me and like and like in the bottom of the corner is like a click like days until like they arrive and it's like it's really interesting it's a really cool concept it's just such a weird game that's definitely not for everyone because it doesn't play like a traditional video game it takes about like the nine main, eight hours uh, what is the main like uh instigator or the thing that makes you like i gotta do this i gotta do that like what's the hook you have different like storylines in each of the storylines it tells you like how many how much energy you have to spend total to get to the next part of that storyline so you like the way i explain it i'm like i just keep thinking about frostpunk because it's got the fucking timer there it's like i gotta build this i gotta build that and then you see the timer of the frost and you would fucking love that game, dude. It kind of maybe it might be the same thing, but you have like dip, you have like different. There's more than one ending. There's like several different endings, and but like each sub story or each separate like kind of like storyline, it tells you like oh like you have to fill up, you have to spend basically this amount of energy to get to the next story plot for each of these different like ones. But only like one of, but like some of them are just like optional. You don't know which ones are optional, and then some of them are like this will end the game if you finish this one or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's really interesting. It's really cool. I enjoyed it. I liked it at first, and then halfway through the game, I got I didn't understand the mechanics, and it just felt confusing and frustrating. And then about towards the end of the game, I it finally clicked with me. Like I get what I have to do now. Like I get I get what the uh, the game loop is now. And so when I finished it, I'm like, oh, like that was a really fun game. And I was kind of motivated to finish it because like I remember you say like, oh, like you have Game Pass, but how many of the games do you actually finish? So I'm like, I want to finish this game out of spite. So, so you didn't do it because Game Pass is actually. I I wouldn't have played that game otherwise if it wasn't on Game Pass. Is what I'm saying because I think it's twenty bucks to buy it on Steam or something. But I'm like I'm intrigued enough. Like the art of the game gets my interest, and then like the story is interesting. It's just the actual gameplay loop is weird and takes some getting used to. But in the end, I actually really enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the overall like experiment. Like the, it's different. It's so different that it felt like. This is like an like an experimental indie that actually is kind of like it has a cool concept. I thought. Okay. So, anyways, so I finished that. Been playing Division Two, and I think, I think that's it. I'm playing. Um, I'm playing another game for review right now, but I can't really talk about that right now because I'm not done with it. It's a platformer, kind of like Mario or Spyro. Okay. But we'll talk about that some other time. So. Anyways, Johnny, that's where we're at today. That's all we have time for today, sir. Any last thoughts or anything before we decide to end it? Uh, I actually wanted, wanted to play a game, but I know you're short on time. I am. Uh, no pitch today. We were going to do trivia, but... I forgot. I wanted to do a segment where I asked Johnny like trivia questions about games. Like, 
hey, like, here's four t- game titles. Which one of these is not real? And, like, they're all, like, wacky and weird. Uh-huh. But uh, I didn't come up with the questions in time. I thought about it last night. I'm like, I'm going to do this. And then I had to get groceries this morning and I completely forgot about it. So yeah. maybe I'll phone it in next time. I'll, I'm going to write them down. As soon as I'm done here, I'm going to go home, write them down. Yeah, we're going to start gonna trying to integrate a couple different segments. Yeah, different, different stuff. Johnny had an idea, too, about, like, making one of our, like, like story ideas for like the day or whatever to be uh, a little more in depth than usual. Yeah. Cause we usually just move on from the story to the next one, but he wants to, uh, he has an idea for making that a little bit more engaging. And I, I like, I like where his mind's at. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I guess we'll shut it down now. Cause you got to, that's right. So ladies and gentlemen, if you have made it this far, we of course appreciate it as always. We know we have been off our ball a little bit and that's because of the whole, my whole like work slash life, mostly life situation at home. I just can't, it's hard for me to get together with Johnny. So I think from now here on out, I think I said last time too, but I want to try to, when I can have Johnny on, when I can, I will. And when I can, I probably will bring on like somebody else as a guest role for like that week or something. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're not going to be that different. We're still gonna have Johnny around, but I think I might have to, uh, move a few things here and there around to make it happen. So, uh, we appreciate your patience if you've been wondering. I know somebody reached out to me. Somebody I know, though. Somebody I ever know reached out to me. He's like, hey, like, what happened with the pod? I'm like, ah, like, we'll get into that in a little bit. I'll tell you more about that. But so this is me explaining what's going on with us. Where, uh, uh, like, my grandpa lives with me. He requires a lot of medical care and a lot of attention for me. And it's hard. For, and, like, as soon as I'm done with work, I go straight home. So I don't have time to come visit Johnny as much. So, but today was memorial day which is so i didn't have to work today so i was able to come over and stuff so that worked out for us but uh there's not a holiday every week so we're gonna see how this works so as always if you have any comments questions suggestions thoughts you want to tell johnny how he's doing better on the show maybe he's regressed maybe he's gotten better i don't know let us know you can reach us at duosense podcast at yahoo.com again that is duosense podcast one word at yahoo.com you can also reach us at our twitter duosense p uh, I've used that account pretty often, so if you message me there, I'll definitely see it. Uh, again, Twitter and, and Yahoo or email are pretty much where you can reach us. So don't be afraid to reach out. I think I think I I think someone did send us something, and I didn't check it in time when we started, and it would be way too hard for me to filter through all the mail right now. But I'll, if I find it, I'll read it next week when we get together again. So. Thanks again, guys, and I guess we'll catch you the next time we're able to convene like this. Any last thoughts, Johnny? That's it. And uh, make sure you guys oscillate yourselves out there, okay? Make sure to oscillate. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Bye. Peace.